0: welcome back for another video. In this one we'll run through how the team set to line up for Gimmick 27 the plans for double gimmick 28 and blank gimmick 29 plus Solanke's injury, it's another later deadline on Saturday this week. Let's kick off with a quick look at how last gimmick went then. It was a minus 8 hit taken to get 11 players out, finished on 61 points which in honesty I'll absolutely take, 53 points after the minus 8 which was a small red arrow. The 3 players I brought were Gabriel Watkins and Chan, so a net gain of 6 points. Edison came in clutch with a 9 pointer, he's actually been brilliant recently, and definitely the difference maker, especially last game week with the only clean sheets of the game week coming from Palace and Wolves outside of City. Arsenal's consolation goal conceded against Newcastle was brutal for us Arsenal defence owners, it would have been a really respectable game week score if they'd held on there. Estupiñan bench benched once again, he's got 3 points over his last 5 games now. I misjudged that one admittedly, I really expected him to start based on deserve's remarks in the lead up to the game. There was never any consideration to sign him for another hit. Wang was also disappointed. He did pull up with an injury in the warm-up, but whether that actually affected him or not is another question. He didn't take a single shot in the win over Sheffield United. If he went for Douglas Luiz, Bailey or Bowen, then well played, especially the Bowen owners of a hat trick there. Elsewhere, Foden and Saka scored, double-digit return for both of them. Just the assist from captain Harland. Harland scored five goals versus Luton in the FA Cup midweek, though four of those KDB assists. Where was that when we needed it in the league? After his 5 goal haul he said, quote, My fitness? I'm getting back to my best. Finally I'm feeling good. It's an amazing feeling. It's coming. We're coming. Exciting times ahead. We're ready to attack. The FA Cup's given us a lot to think about in terms of captaincy. And likewise the De Bruyne owners that might have been looking to sell might be rethinking now. Anyway, the goal was to scrape through last game if we managed that. Let's have a look at the team for game 27. In goal it's Edison again for the Manchester Derby, playing at home. No keeper's got more points than Edison over the last six game weeks. This week Man City is second on the clean sheet odds, given a 42% chance against United. United still without Hoyland, who's gonna be a huge miss in attack, as he was in the loss against Fulham last weekend. I'd penciled in selling Edison for Neto before double game 28, but I might have to reconsider on current form. It's a 3 4 3 again, and in defence it's Saliba Gabriel and Pedro Porro. Pedro Porri is in the team subject to being available. He's still flagged with a muscle injury and a 50% chance of playing. Hoping to see him in some training picks this week and confirmation from Poster Cogre that he's fully fit and available for selection. Spurs were third on the clean sheet odds this week, given a 36% chance. Elise remains sidelined, and the latest in Eze is that he's done two training sessions, and if he feels he's ready, he'll be in the squad to face Tottenham. If he does make the game, then hopefully he'll be on the bench, which would massively weaken Palace's attack. Fortunately, I do have some depth on the bench if Poirier misses out again. Double awesome defence again of Saliba and Gabriel. The top of the clean sheet odds this week given a 51% chance. The of Sheffield United who have scored just 6 goals over the last 7 games. This season they've lost 497 aerial duels which ranks 2nd worst after Burnley, so an outside chance of either of those getting an attacking return off a set piece. Likewise they've conceded 75 shots from headers which is 2nd worst to Burnley as well. Plan is to keep playing Gabriel, which made it a lot easier to justify taking the minus eight for him, especially in a blank game week. Although it was only a two-pointer last match, that should break positive over the coming game weeks. The midfield is Richardson, Foden, Saka and Gordon. Richardson's hot streak simmered now. After nine goals in eight games, he's got no returns in his last two, excluding the blank in 26 as well. However, it's a great fixture with Spurs playing at home this week. They weren't really missing Udogi and Pedro Porro against Wolves in the 2-1 loss, so hopefully they can both be back in time. It seems like Udogi might be closer than Porro, but let's see what's said in Friday's press conference. Richarlison's underlying numbers have been elite this season, despite the slow start. He's got an expected goal involvement every 141 minutes, which is better than the likes of Son, Jota and Foden. Saka gets the vice captaincy, but there's definitely an opportunity here to back him for the armband against this Sheffield United team that always looked like conceding. Saka with 7 goals in his last 5 games, and over that run, Arsenal have scored 25 goals at a rate of 4.1 per game on average. Let us know in the comments how you're leaning for caps at the moment, Haaland Saka or maybe someone else. Foden got a rest midweek in the FA Cup which was great to see for those of us that have him. Although KDB started and he played the full game, I wouldn't be too worried about it you if you've got him. He only played a few minutes on the weekend and it's a massive game next, and the Manchester Derby is a must win. Pep could quite easily bench De Bruyne next week in the Champions League. They're home to Copenhagen, and they're 3-1 up in aggregate. I'm expecting Foden and KDB to line up behind Haaland, with Bernardo and perhaps Bob out wide, maybe Doku. Gordon completes the midfield. Back on the score sheet again in the FA Cup, as Newcastle edged to win over Blackburn on penalties. So Game Week 29's first blanks are confirmed. Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Brighton and City won't play. The rest to be confirmed tonight. It's not ideal that Newcastle's game went all the way to penalties. Gordon played the 420 minutes. However, Wolves have got one less day of recovery time, as they play a day after Newcastle midweek. Gordon has been unreal in home games this season, so I think I have to start him over Huang. His 88 points at St. James's Park is 3rd most in home games this season after Douglas Luiz and Salah. The front three is Solanke, Harland and Watkins. So let's talk about Solanke first. He was missing from Bournemouth's FA Cup squad that lost to Leicester in extra time. Iriola confirmed post-match that he missed the game with a knee problem. He's also reportedly had an MRI scan on it. So it's concerning news ahead of an amazing run of games and the double week 28 coming. It would be peak FPL if Solanke misses the double. The knee can be a complicated area to get an injury. We'll have to wait and see what's said in the coming days. Hopefully it's a minor issue as we're all looking to have him for week 28 and a lot of us have got him already. Bournemouth are away to Burnley this week. Really nice fixture. Watkins travels to Luton, who just conceded six to City in the FA Cup, though we know it's not an easy place to play at times. Watkins is actually the top scoring player in the game with 170 points, he's one ahead of Saka, and at current pace he's on course for a 248 point season, which is mad considering he started the season at 8 mil in game week 1. No midweek fixture for Villa as well, unlike Luton, which is positive, more recovery time for Villa. So Haaland completes the 11 and he gets the armband. I'm finding it impossible to overlook him this week. Man United missing an important players at both ends of the pitch. Shaw, Maguire, Martinez, Hoyland, and now even Varane and Bruno are doubtful, according to Ten Hag. I'm not expecting a repeat of last season, but in the same fixture last year, he managed a hat-trick plus two assists for a 23-pointer when they played at the Etihad. FBO Review's projections have got Haaland and Saka very close this week. The players to buy video is going to be out tomorrow, breaking down all the players in each position after the FA Cup results, so make sure you're subscribed. Onto the bench, which is Debravka, Huang, Van Dijk and Estupinjan. Got 1.3 mil on the bank and one free transfer. The start on 11 is very strong this week, so the plans pretty straightforward, which is to roll the transfer. However, if Poro and Solanke miss out, then I'm going to have to call on the bench, which would be Huang and Virgil on. If Solanke is the only one that misses out, then it'll be a 3 5 2 with Huang coming on for him. And then in game week 28, I'm going to have two free transfers to decide how to attack the double game week. If Solanke's fine, then it'd be Neto most likely, and a Bournemouth defender, Zbarnie or Sanessi, who'd probably come in for Dubravka and a Stupiniam. If Solanke misses the double, then the early thoughts are that I'd sell him for Morris or Semenyo. Semenyo's only 45 mil. he's got 4 goals and 3 assists, which isn't bad. And what I like about him is he'd free up a lot of money, which would be a potential route back to owning Salah in midfield. Depending on the FA Cup results and Solanke's injury, I'm open to wildcard in the game 28, even if I roll this week. For example, if Bournemouth don't blank in GW29, which would require Brighton beating walls, then you could simultaneously prepare for the double and the following blank on the wild card. Alternatively, the more likely option would be free hitting GW29, either way it looks like I'm going to be using a chip, because I'm almost certainly going to fall short of fielding 11 players. Let me know what your plans are for this week and in the coming weeks. It is a tricky part of the season, which can only be a good thing really, because the answers aren't obvious right now, and if we do a good job navigating the tougher periods, there's good points to be had. So I'm embracing the chaos anyway. Thanks very much for watching. See you soon for the next one. Sports social Podcast Network.